This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shinton. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dine Local San Diego podcast. I am your host, Nick Shinton. Today, we got Brandy Reynolds with me. We got Joe Herman with me, and we got an awesome show for you. Later in the show, uh, Chef Stephen Lona from Water Bars will be joining us for the main ingredient. We're also going to have a Dine Local luncheon uh feature with Ashley Brophy. So stay tuned for those. We're going to kick this week off like we do every week with the Farmer's Market Report. Joe Herman, welcome. Hey, how you doing? Hi, everyone. So I see a pile of winter savories in front of us. Let's get into all these awesome things here. So these are things that we've been seeing at the market since it's cooled down and we're into winter now. Uh, You know, we keep talking about citrus and I think a lot of these other Greens and mustards and broccoli family, cauliflower family don't get enough love. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to kind of... So let's... You started talking about broccoli and cauliflower family. We've got a couple other greens here, but let's kind of get into those. I see a bunch of different things from the broccoli cauliflower family. Let's start off with like the, I guess, the greens. we got sprigarella over there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that because that leads into a couple other things, right? Right. Spigarello, uh broccoli spigarello. Uh, it comes in a couple ways, curly-leaved or uh, like a flat, broad leaf. Uh, traditionally from southern Italy, kind of like the new thing. A lot of chefs are really into this. Uh, it's got a great, slight, like a mild broccoli flavor, grassy green. It's a hearty green. Yeah, um, so you, you know. can like saute it and stuff and yeah. it still it won't like break down and turn into mush? Absolutely. Cool. It's, uh, you know, it's good. We have some kohlrabi. That's also from the broccoli family. No. But to go back to uh, Spigarello, yeah, sure, uh, that's the father of uh, broccoli rabe or rapini, if you, okay. if you wanted to say that. And then kohlrabi. So this is something I've never worked with. Uh, tell me about kohlrabi. Kohlrabi, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, uh, what's cool about it is it can, it's very versatile. It can be used fresh or cooked, lots of applications. It's a root. It's, it's part of the cabbage family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's related to broccoli and all the, all the cabbages and Brussels sprouts, things like that. Cool. Well, it's you know. What do you think about it? It kind of cooks like an like an Asian jicama. There you, you go. Think? Like yeah. you got to peel the outside, mm-hmm. but the inside is like really fresh and juicy and really good raw and cooked too. Yeah, you can raw puree it mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. other cabbages. Mm-hmm. Huh? So right. Pretty much anything that would flavor wise work with cabbage kind of mm-hmm. works when or right. applications could work in this. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The leaves could be cooked like a cabbage, like a regular head of cabbage. This is more solid and you know all the way through. All right, so moving along here, I see some Romanesco up there. I see some cheddar cauliflower or some orange cauliflower. Where are those coming from? Uh, those are coming from black sheep produce right now. Awesome. And then we got some purple Brussels sprouts. Those are from two peas in a pod. Those oh. are dynamite right now. They got a beautiful color. The color is outstanding on those. I mean, right. such a deep purple, really, really cool looking. Yeah. And then uh, some greens, right? We got three different greens up here. Sure, we have some Mizuna. Uh, these are all from uh, coastal farms. Uh, okay, we have their Mizuna, which is a it's a brassica mustard green, nice pecan flavored. It's got those uh, serrated ruffled ruffled leaves, if you want to say. Uh, great for garnishing. Great for fresh applications. I'd say we have uh, his other hardier mustard greens. Um, he calls them dragon tongue mustard greens. And so that's like a full broadleaf green, not like a mustard frill, right? And they're you know they got a little. Faint nuances of purple in there that meld into the green. 
They're awesome. Super spicy. Uh, and then his spiciest green, I think, um, the wasabina, another mustard green. Um, you know, it's also- now it says wasabina. Is that something like wasabi or? Yeah, it's got uh, characteristics of uh, a faint wasabi flavor in it. And so that's why yeah. it's called that. Super cool. It's great. And then finally, we're going to get into some sprouting cauliflower. Right. Sprouting cauliflower is also a new cool thing we're seeing a lot of farmers starting to come out with now. And so, I, you know, that's something is it's when the cauliflower molts. Is that correct? Yes. In a, uh, so it's a different variety for one. So it's, okay. it's not going to grow. It was started in Japan. A Japanese seed company started this. And so it, it's not going to grow into a traditional head like these other cauliflowers do. But it is a more mature version. So as that, if, if this head kept growing, it would sprout out smaller stems. Mm-hmm. And you would clip those off. and you would, So it's a more versatile ingredient, but you don't have to deal with the thick cauliflower stem. You have a thinner stem. It's sweeter. It's tender. Uh, more tender. Um, it's called fiorietto, which means little flower in Italian. Um, what else? I'm, let me reference the specialty produce app right here. Yeah. So I guess that's it. And then you just basically have these nice florets and that grow into stems. So... You're dealing with a smaller piece. It looks more unique. You don't have to cut up a head of cauliflower if you want smaller pieces. These are already there. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're already in Florence. Right. And so speaking of the sprouting cauliflower, you, Brandy, you attended a dinner uh, this week that they were using sprouting cauliflower. Yes. Uh, La Valencia invited me to the wine series dinner the last of the year uh-huh. with the Prisoner Wine Company. Ooh, and, Prisoner. That's- yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It was really cool. One of my favorite bottles right there. Yeah, it was really awesome. And so tell me about the, what was, tell me more about that event. What, like, what'd you get to eat? And... So they had a whole on course menu. Like, you know, you get invited to these dinners and like, sure, I'll show up for dinner. But it was like a full on like crystal glasses in the, in the Christmas dining room, lights and everything. Everybody's all dressed up. It was super nice and intimate. It was really cool. We had a, a, a girl speaking from the wine company about every dish, every every glass, how it paired, where it came from, where the varietals were from, and what parts of California. So it was really, really cool, really interesting. Any particular standouts? Definitely. So um, it seemed like a lot of the chefs got to do a couple dishes each on the menu. And my favorite was the chilled scallops. It was seared, chilled, served in its own shell, um, over ice, and then it had a mandarin consomme with shellfish in the in the bottom, and then on top a hazelnut exo sauce. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Tastes like bacon jam and scallops. I could have eaten like a hundred of them. That sounds delicious. Awesome. Cool. Uh, anything else going on? Yeah. So the sprouting cauliflower showed up later in the in the meal with the wagyu tenderloin. Oh wow. Yeah, porcini sauce. Uh, looks like they blanched and then grilled the sprouting cauliflower super tender like almost you could see through it it was really really nice seemed like they put a lot of butter on it too which i really liked all right that was a wine dinner up at la valencia yes check them out all right all right guys thanks uh, so much for joining me today that's going to do it for our farmer's market report we're going to be gone for two weeks uh we've got christmas eve and new year's eve coming up and then we'll be back with another farmer's market report for the first week of january that'll be around the 7th or 8th all right guys i'll see you guys then (laughs) 
All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for luncheon with Ashley Brophy of Dine Local San Diego. Dine Local San Diego. Gosh, whoa. <laughs> where am I today? <laughs> I am in the podcast studio, especially produce. Dine Local San Diego, Ashley Brophy, luncheon. You got to go up to San Marcos this week, right? Yes. We got to go up to San Marcos, and it was such a nice getaway. We felt like we were somewhere totally different. You get out of your realm, and you're just cruising up, and it was beautiful. Now, so what I know about that property, it was like an older property that, um, that I guess it's Eat, Drink, Sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the hospitality group came in there, and they revitalized this place and started mm-hmm. this new concept of decoy dockside. And, you know, so it's it's sitting over the water there at uh, Lake San Marcos, mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like an old crew clubhouse. Yes, that's exactly it. Like, it was definitely like a, almost like a country club by the by the lake, and it just has this very elegant feel, but at the same time, it's casual. So you got to go for lunch, right? Yes, we went for lunch. We were really interested to see what their lunch was like. Okay. Um, it was amazing. So we got there, and we were just blown away by the scenery. Um, but something that we really appreciated was this shared plates because we go out three of us and we think it's really nice to share different plates what they had were these little um they call them from the jar mm-hmm. so it was just a little mason jar but filled with amazing things one was uh the burrata and the tomatoes they were really nice and served with pita bread perfect for sharing they had good nachos they had so many different shareable plates and with the view it was just gorgeous we really enjoyed ourselves yeah especially with a view like that you want to sit there oh. pick at stuff take your time share talk chat right <laughs> yeah. it was quite the lunch it took a little uh, longer than we expected because we were soaking in the view but it's just perfect you feel like you're at your own resort and it's so nice yeah so almost a destination rather than a quick lunch this oh, yeah. would be more of a kind of sit down enjoy yeah. the view and, and it, they have this gorgeous long table when you walk in. It's great for parties. It probably hosts between eight and ten people to this table. But the bar just flows over to that nice dining room area. It's a great spot if you're thinking of having a small party mm-hmm. um, for intimate friends. But you have that setting. That's really nice. And so just more than lunch, right? They're open oh, for yeah. dinners mm-hmm. and brunch, too, on the weekends? Yeah. So that was something we were super interested in is their brunch buffet. Oh, cool. So a brunch a buffet? brunch buffet with bottomless champagne. So it's $39 an adult and then $18 a child. Um, and I think they include the children because it's really cool. It's a nice open area. It's very family friendly, but the adults get to have fun too. And then there's a downstairs. It's actually two levels. Oh, wow. So there's a downstairs and it has this real cool bar and it's in the center and you're kind of level with the lake. So that was really nice. And they do daily happy hours that are really good from three to six. That was nice. Um, and then, of course, when I came home, I learned more. I always lo- learn more. Um, there's the sunset special. Sunset special. What's yes. that? It's a three-course dinner. It's Monday through Thursday from 5 to 6. I would imagine it's served during sunset. But they put together this really nice three-course um, meal for you. And it's just really something, a unique experience that you can only have there. It's exclusive to them. And I'd imagine they change the three courses all the time. But it was beautiful. So there's a little insider tip. All right. So that is Decoy Dockside mm-hmm. up in Lake San Marcos. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, pace, great place for some waterfront dining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Breakfast, I'm sorry, brunch, lunch, and dinner. Yes. All right. And one side note before we leave. Um, One of our sales rep, Kate, actually went to the Santa. So Santa's going to be at the brunch next Sunday. You can catch him. It's the last time that you'll see Santa. So you can have brunch with Santa at Decoy. On Sunday. This Sunday, right? The last Sunday before Christmas. If you want to hear anything more about it, ask Kate. (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks, Ashley. That's going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, everybody, welcome back. Super excited today to have Chef Stephen Lona of Water Bar in Pacific Beach, San Diego with us here today. Now, a great restaurateur once said to me, it's more fun to eat at a bar than it is to drink at a restaurant. And I think that is such an apropos quote for you guys because you have two amazing bars with probably the best view in all of Pacific Beach. For oceanfront dining, really in San Diego, there aren't that many options. And you guys just have this amazing perch overlooking Crystal Pier right in the heart of Pacific Beach. Chef, welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, every time I go in there, I am mesmerized. I can't, I have to look out the windows. Do you find yourself looking out those windows a lot? So you find that, uh, this is kind of the case even for the cooks, that you take time to move out there and actually see the sun go down. People get distracted by it. You probably have five or six servers a day come through and the sunset's great today. It looks so amazing. Clouds, clear skies, whatever it might be. It it definitely sets the tone for the entire establishment. There's there's no doubt about that. Awesome. And so you guys are doing seafood and, you know, the seafood, why you're looking at the ocean. I mean, what a perfect combination. And I know you guys have recently kind of moved into more of your fall or winter menu. You want to tell me a little bit about your menu, Chef? Well, it's an interesting challenge. Um, seafood oftentimes lends itself more towards uh, bright, uh, summery flavors. So there's an aspect of, of cooking to like the fall vegetable seasonality and then influence from the farm that can be kind of a fun and unique challenge. So you have these kind of three tiers. One, people are, are like you said, they're coming to a pretty outstanding bar with fantastic drinks and, you know, the whole nightlife scene, which we don't pretend not to have. It's a big component of the restaurant and our presence in the Pacific Beach area. And then you have the views which are pretty hard to compete with. Uh, nature's got got us beat on most of that, mm-hmm. but you do your best. And then you've got kind of the, uh, there's an essence to seafood that is almost, uh, it's kind of nerve wracking to touch in a sense because you're trying to, to get it right. But I mean, a really good piece of tuna is a good piece of tuna and you mess with it too much and you've kind of veered off course. So we've become really passionate about really putting into practice, uh, embracing seasonality, offering some warmth and some, uh, you know, comforting flavors around the holidays and the mm-hmm. fall weather, but also not getting in the way. So we have a really fantastic uh, pozole that is inspired by a pozole that I grew up eating. Oh, wow. Um, and we have uh, found a way to balance a pretty rich pork broth and hominy uh, soup, but we've found that uh, not forgetting the French aspect of the cooking, you can actually cook the seafood with white wine and shallots and garlic like hundreds of restaurants, you know, do. But when you combine that with the pasole broth, you end up with this really well-balanced seafood stew. And it has everything you're looking for in terms of depth and flavor and warmth and comfort. I was just going to say, that sounds really complex. Like it's I, seafood. Yeah. And you definitely taste every component. For, we have calamari and shrimp and mussels and clams, and it's all there. And oh, wow. you know it's all there. But it's something that's kind of more us. And it's definitely more comforting and warm and fall-like. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great variation on pozole. And that's kind of where you guys have been taking this menu to more of like a Baja Med, Mediterranean kind of focus, right? So you're taking these other right. inspirations and, and kind of expanding on your menu like that, right? Well, exactly. We have a, we have a pretty awesome uh, opportunity in, in Pacific Beach in that we know that there's a very specific clientele uh, in the local area and then kind of San Diego at large that's going to patronize a really quality bar with the phenomenal views that we have and the insides, you know, decorated beautifully. And we have a tremendous service staff and everything's on point from that aspect. So we knew getting into the, 
restaurant through the first year we were going to have our listening ears on and we were going to be paying attention to what worked and what didn't work and we were going to throw out a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and what we found is that there is a really strong attention span for uh, Baja Med influenced um, a little bit more um, kind of nuanced Mexican flavors uh, do really well um, all of our ceviches and our chiles and like the pozole uh, do well, but we also have pork and octopus tamales that we we were nervous about. We loved them, but we wanted to see how the the guests took to it, and you know they love them. Um, we have had a lot of Bahamut influence on the different fish specials that we've done. Um, our most popular appetizer by far, in terms of things that are not fried, because we still do a lot of fried food sure. at a bar, surprisingly. Um, is our uh, shrimp a la plancha. And it's just a kind of a chili spice shrimp with a really nice corn salad that's not much different than, you know, elote and vaso. And yet that thing, we sell tons of it. Tons I've had it, it before. It is absolutely delicious. Yeah, and it's it's popular and guests like it. And it definitely um, lends itself to the identity of the kitchen and the restaurant in, in an aspect as well. So a la plancha, that's from the flat top? Uh, from the flat top, from the griddle. From the griddle. Yeah. Cool. And so just shrimp on the, shrimp on the griddle and yeah, then- pretty simple. And then with the corn and the, the case of fresco and yeah, oh. it's it's very simple and that's what we found is pretty fantastic. I think we live in kind of this era of dichotomy when it comes to food, and there's a lot of uh, there's there's a hard balance between being nuanced and simple, and then this kind of uh, leaning towards being a little bit more advanced and compl- complicated and complex and plating and uh, components. And what we found is that there's a really nice balance somewhere. Where we're at, where you can keep it simple and just pay attention to two or three things and make those really wonderful. And the guests respond pretty well. Awesome. And I know you guys rock all the time, lunch, dinner, and brunch on the weekends. You guys are, yeah, yeah, that's got to be one of the busiest shifts in San Diego. I've traveled a lot of places and I've done a lot of things and brunch is by far one of the most overwhelming services at times. Um, it's very much a band yeah. together and kind of push through and make sure that everything's still great. But I have never seen so many bodies in one place. And a lot of eggs. A lot of <laughs> eggs. And you, it, it's really fantastic. Um, but we have definitely found a convergence there where the families come in for kind of that 9 to 11 o'clock meal. But on Sundays, that about halftime of the foot first football game of the day, that place is just full with people there watching the football games, and they're going to stay there usually until the second football game's over. So it's a pretty intense brunch. Lunch is a really good opportunity to get in there right now and try what we're doing. It's a little bit of a quieter time, mm-hmm. um, a lot more you know focus from your server because there's not a whole lot of tables. It's a little bit quieter. Dinner and brunch are still pretty pretty intense. Friday lunch is also pretty busy. Yeah, and it, now's a great time to get out to visit you guys because you still have the views. But we, you know, when the weather t- weather turns a little bit cold, you have these the windows get actually closed, but you still can see the gorgeous view outside of them. So it's still that that a la fresca dining feeling because you're mm-hmm. so close to the ocean, but you still are protected from the elements and warm and great place to warm up with a bowl of pozole. Yeah, two. I mean, those two things really line up. The 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 restaurant has almost no walls besides the four main walls in the dining room, which is a wall of windows, the wall on one end of the restaurant, one on the end of the restaurant, and the wall that blocks you off from the kitchen. So even with the windows closed, it still feels like you're in a very open air setting. The ceilings are very high. The windows are huge. So it's actually a really nice kind of outdoors feeling. So, so I know with your guys' blend of this 
bar party atmosphere and this excellent food. You guys got to be doing something for New Year's, right? Oh, we're going to have a pretty exciting New Year's. So we've decided to go with a love boat themed New Year's. Oh, the plane, uh, the plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, they've actually got some fantastic posters made up that just have a little bit of a vintage look to them right now. Um, we just announced that to the staff. We're going to have a really, really nice, uh, succinct New Year's Eve menu, um, some scallop specials. We're going to have a prime rib dinner that we're working on um, and uh, whole main lobsters that we're going to be bringing in. Uh, prime rib and main lobsters? Mm. You know, uh, I would say New Year's Eve is a fantastic time to come in as even you're going to have some good drinks even if you're getting ready to go out somewhere else. If you're not and you're going to hang out there, we're going to be open all the way past uh, the midnight hour. Um, very celebratory. I know they're going to have some great drink specials and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and great, uh, you know, for to be in such an area where there's definitely going to be a lot of partying and reveling going on, to be able to get some great food from you guys and still be in that uh, kind of area that's electric and happening on New yeah, Year's Eve. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you guys are definitely one of the better food options, uh, you know, around to make that happen and really bring your evening together. Yeah, we're really lucky. So we have uh, our sister restaurant with PBL House just kind of across the parking lot from us. So it's really nice because they are, um, they've been around for so long and they've definitely cultivated, I would say, you know, five, six years back now, they cultivated a strong college following and it became just kind of the hip place to be and um, there, but it's drawn so much positive attention to the company that now we have you know, kind of a different generation or like a different clientele that's still looking for options. And that place is always so busy that we've really benefited from being kind of a different flavor of the OMG hospitality group uh, being right there. So we're, we're anticipating that whole little corner being pretty busy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You guys got to check that out. Make your reservations for New Year's Eve at Water Bar because that's going to be the place to be. Uh, and so another event we got coming up here uh, is going to be Restaurant Week. Chef, now you want to give us a quick sneak peek of your restaurant week menu? Yeah, so we're going to be really focusing on um, the things that have been working on the fall menu and the winter menu. That's going to lend itself right over. We'll be just about to transition or at least start doing the R&D on the spring menu. So the produce and we have a couple of chopped salads we're going to work on. We have a few new seafood dishes that we're going to trial on the uh, restaurant week menu. We're going to be doing lunch and dinner this year, which is a little bit different than last year. We only did dinner because we were so new in our first year and we wanted to just get a feel for it. We're going to be doing the two course $20 lunch, which is a great value for our restaurant. It's definitely probably the better value out of the two, two services. Um, and then we have the three course meal at night for $40. Um, but they're going to be featuring probably 60% of our menu our menu hits, and then we're going to have about 40% new uh, kind of R&D dishes. So if you want to get a sneak peek, not only of you know what's really popular on the menu, but where we're going next. That sounds awesome. I mean, so, something for the people who know you guys and want to come back in and take advantage of you know having restaurants on sale for that week, and then another you know great new stuff to try for people who you know want to try you guys for the first time. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So lots of great opportunities to come check out Water Bar in Pacific Beach. We've got you know uh, lunch is happening there with their new pozole. Sounds like a great place to warm up with a bowl of that. We got brunch happening. Uh, New Year's Eve and Restaurant Week coming up. You guys yeah. got to go check out Water Bar and say hi to Chef Steven for us. I'm there most of the time. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Chef. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. We're going to take a two-week break because we got Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve coming back. We will be back with another brand new podcast on uh, January 7th where we'll be featuring Billy Joyce from Surfside Cuisine. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you.
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.